You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Nick Olmos, and this is Tech in 2, the coronavirus update from Wired. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade's learning experience is curated from their vast library of exclusive content and customizes to fit your investing goals and interests. Get started at tdameritrade.com education. Treatment and vaccine trials are halted, the U.S. forges ahead with its decentralized response, and new revelations about American society and institutions underscore the deadly toll of the virus. Here's what you should know. Two weeks ago, President Trump was given a dose of an experimental antibody cocktail that he later claimed cured him of COVID-19. Two companies that manufacture versions of the drug, Regeneron and Eli Lilly, each applied for an emergency authorization from the FDA soon after. Prior therapies authorized by the FDA were all for use by people already in the hospital, but this one is administered right after diagnosis. For this reason and others, it shows promise, but data on the drug is still limited. Then on Tuesday, Eli Lilly halted its Phase 3 drug trials due to unspecified potential safety concerns. While this may seem like bad news, it's important to remember that pauses are an important and necessary part of the clinical trial process. In addition to Eli Lilly, Johnson & Johnson also paused a Phase 3 trial this week for its coronavirus vaccine after one participant reported an adverse event. The break will give the Data and Safety Monitoring Board ample time to investigate what happened before pressing ahead with the trial. In the last week, cases have risen in 35 states across the U.S., with 14 reporting their peak seven-day average on Thursday. Despite the national trend, U.S. responses to the coronavirus continue to be decentralized, and states are left to make many of their own decisions about how to stop the spread of the virus. In New York City, for example, officials recently implemented targeted lockdowns in areas with rising case rates. While such a hyper-local approach makes a lot of sense, the fact remains that the boundaries between city neighborhoods are porous at best. When a vaccine is ready, its distribution will likely be just as decentralized as other public health measures taken over the last eight months. In mid-September, the CDC released a playbook laying out what states should be doing now to prepare for a vaccine. The state's first versions of their plans are due back to the CDC today. But they have to submit these plans without knowing when the vaccine will arrive or how many doses they'll receive. A massive new accounting of the health of people around the world found that the health of people in the U.S., especially if you're poor or not white, lags behind other rich countries. 
The diseases and disorders that marginalized Americans are most likely to have are the same comorbidities that can make COVID-19 severe or fatal. This isn't the case in countries with better social and medical safety nets. Figuratively and literally, there are any number of pre-existing conditions that have made this pandemic so deadly in the States. It's clear that your race and your income play a significant role in determining how likely you are to get sick. And now, two new studies show that the number of Americans struggling to get by has grown by between 6 and 8 million in recent months as federal aid has dried up, and poverty has returned to higher levels than before the pandemic. Want more news you can use? Sign up for the Tech in 2 newsletter at wired.com slash TT. So if you ask anyone in the Wired newsroom, what's on your mind? Here's what some of us are thinking about. Big tech. The coronavirus pandemic. Climate change. Disinformation and election security. What policing should look like in the future. This is Get Wired. And I'm your host, Lauren Good. Every story about technology is really a story about people. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Get Wired. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.